Chapter One of Jewish Fairy Tales and Legends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jewish Fairy Tales and Legends by Gertrude Landa. Chapter One The Palace of the Eagles east of the land of the rising sun there dwelled a king who spent all his days and half his nights in pleasure his kingdom was on the edge of the world according to the knowledge of those times and almost entirely surrounded by the sea nobody seemed to care what lay beyond the barrier of rocks that shut off the land from the rest of the world for the matter of that nobody appeared to trouble much about anything in that kingdom most of the people followed the example of the king and led idle careless lives giving no thought to the future the king regarded the task of governing his subjects as a big nuisance he did not care to be worried with proposals concerning the welfare of the masses and documents brought to him by his advisers for signature were never read for aught he knew they may have referred to the school regulations of the moon instead of the laws of trading and such like public matters don't bother me was his usual remark you are my advisers and officers of state deal with affairs as you think best and off he would go to his beloved hunting which was his favorite pastime the land was fertile and nobody had ever entertained an idea that bad weather might some year affect the crops and cause a scarcity of grain they took no precautions to lay in stocks of wheat and so when one summer there was a great lack of rain and the fields were parched the winter that followed was marked by suffering the kingdom was faced by famine and the people did not like it they did not know what to do and when they appealed to the king he could not help them indeed he could not understand the difficulty he passed it off very lightly i am a mighty hunter he said i can always kill enough beasts to provide a sufficiency of food but the drought had withered away the grass and the trees and the shortage of such food had greatly reduced the number of animals the king found the forests empty of deer and birds still he failed to realize the gravity of the situation and what he considered an exceedingly bright idea struck him i will explore the unknown territory beyond the barrier of rocky hills he said surely there will i find a land of plenty and at least he added it will be a pleasant adventure with good hunting a great expedition was therefore arranged and the king and his hunting companions set forth to find a path over the rocks this was not at all difficult and on the third day a pass was discovered among the crags and peaks that formed the summit of the barrier and the king saw the region beyond it seemed a vast and beautiful land stretching away as far as the eye could see in a forest of huge trees carefully the hunters descended the other side of the rock barrier and entered the unknown land it seemed uninhabited nor was there any sign of beast or bird of any kind no sound disturbed the stillness of the forest no tracks were visible as well as the hunters could make out no foot had ever trodden the region before 
even nature seemed at rest the trees were all old their trunks gnarled into fantastic shapes their leaves yellow and sere as if growth had stopped ages ago altogether the march through the forest was rather eerie and the hunters proceeded in single file which added to the impressiveness of this strange experience the novelty however made it pleasant to the king and he kept on his ways for four days and then the forest ended abruptly and the explorers came to a vast open plain a desert through which a wide river flowed far beyond rose a mountain capped by rocks of regular shape at any rate they appeared to be rocks but the distance was too great to enable anyone to speak with certainty water said the vizier is a sign of life so the king decided to continue as far as the mountain a ford was discovered in the river and once on the other side it was possible to make out the rocks crowning the mountain they looked too regular to be mere rocks and on approaching nearer the king was sure that a huge building must be at the top of the mountain when they arrived quite close there was no doubt about it either a town or a palace stood on the summit and it was decided to make the ascent the next day during the night no sound was heard but to everybody's surprise a distinct path up the mountain was noticed in the morning it was so overgrown with weeds and moss and straggling creepers that it was obvious it had not been used for a long time the ascent was accordingly difficult but halfway up the first sign of life noticed since the expedition began made itself visible it was an eagle suddenly it flew down from the mountain top and circled above the hunters screaming but making no attempt to attack at length the summit was gained it was a flat plateau of great expanse almost the whole of which was covered by an enormous building of massive walls and stupendous towers this is the palace of a great monarch said the king but no entrance of any kind could be seen the rest of the day was spent in wandering round but nowhere was a door or window or opening visible it was decided to make a more serious effort next morning to gain entry however it seemed a greater puzzle than ever at length one of the most venturesome of the party discovered an eagle's nest on one of the smallest towers and with great difficulty he secured the bird and brought it down to the king his majesty bade one of his wise men Maflog, learned in bird languages to speak to it he did so in a harsh croaking voice the eagle replied i am but a young bird only seven centuries old i know naught on a tower higher than that on which i dwell is the eyrie of my father he may be able to give you information more he would not say the only thing to do was to climb the highest tower and question the father eagle this was done and the bird answered on a tower still higher dwells my father and on yet a higher tower my grandfather who is two thousand years old he may know something i know nothing after considerable difficulty the topmost tower was reached and the venerable bird discovered he seemed asleep and was only awakened after much coaxing 
then he surveyed the hunters warily let me see let me think he muttered slowly i did hear when i was a tiny eagle chick but a few years old now that was a long 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 time ago that my great-grandfather had said that his great-grandfather had told him he had heard that long 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 ago oh ever so much longer than that a king lived in this palace then he died and left it to the eagles and that in the course of many 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 thousands of years the door had been covered up by the dust brought by the winds where is the door asked mufflog that was a puzzle the ancient bird could not answer readily he thought and thought and he fell asleep and had to be kept being awakened until at last he remembered when the sun shines in the morning he croaked its first ray falls on the door then worn out with all his thinking and talking he fell asleep again there was no rest for the party that night they all watched to make certain of seeing the first ray of the rising sun strike the palace when it did so the spot was carefully noted but no door could be seen digging was therefore begun and after many hours an opening was found through this an entrance was effected into the palace what a wonderful and mysterious place it was all overgrown with the weeds of centuries tangled masses of creepers lay everywhere over what once were trimly kept pathways and almost completely hiding the lower buildings in the crevices of the walls roots had insinuated themselves and by their growth had forced the stones apart it was all a terrible scene of desolation the king's men had to hack away laboriously through the wilderness of weeds with their swords to the central building and when they did so they came to a door on which was an inscription cut deep into the wood the language was unknown to all but muflog who deciphered it as follows we the dwellers in this palace live for many years in comfort and luxury and then hunger came we had made no preparation we had amassed jewels in abundance but not corn we ground pearls and rubies to fine flour but could make no bread wherefore we die bequeathing this palace to the eagles who will devour our bodies and build their eyries on our towers a dread silence fell on the whole party when mufflog read these strange words and the king turned pale this warning from the dead past was making the adventure far from enjoyable some of the party suggested the immediate abandonment of the expedition and the prompt return home they feared hidden dangers now but the king remained resolute i must investigate this to the end he said in a firm voice those who are seized by fear may return i will go on if needs be alone encouraged by these words the hunters decided to remain with the king one of them began to batter at the door but the king was anxious to preserve the inscription and after more cutting away of the weeds the key was seen to be sticking in the keyhole unlocking the door however was no light task for ages of rust had accumulated when finally this was accomplished the door creaked heavily on its hinges and a musty smell came from the dank corridor that was revealed 
the explorers walked ankle-deep in dust through a maze of rooms until they came to a big central hall of statues so artistically fashioned were they that they seemed lifelike in their attitudes and for a moment all held their breath this hall was dustless and mufflog pointed out that it was an air-tight chamber evidently it had been specifically devised to preserve the statues these must be the effigies of kings said his majesty and on reading the inscriptions mufflog said that was so at the far end of the hall on a pedestal higher than the others was a statue bigger than the rest in addition to the name there was an inscription on the pedestal mufflog read it amid an awed stillness i am the last of the kings yea the last of men and with my own hands have completed this work i ruled over a thousand cities rode on a thousand horses and received the homage of a thousand vassal princes but when famine came i was powerless ye who may read this take heed of the fate that has overwhelmed this land take but one word of counsel from the last of the mortals prepare thy meal while the daylight lasts the words broke off the rest was undecipherable enough cried the king and his voice was not steady this has indeed been good hunting i have learned in my folly and pursuit of pleasure what i had failed to see for myself let us return and act upon the counsel of this king who has met the end that will surely be our own should we forget his warning looking out across the plain they had traversed his majesty seemed to see a vision of prosperous cities and smiling fertile fields in imagination he saw caravans laden with merchandise journeying across the intervening spaces and then as darker thoughts followed a cloud appeared to settle over the whole land the cities crumbled and disappeared the eagles swooped down and took possession of that which man had failed to appreciate and hold and after the eagles the dust of the ages settled slowly piling itself up year by year until everything was covered and only the desert was visible scarcely a word was spoken as the king and his hunters made their way back to the land east of the rising sun in all they had been away forty days when they recrossed the barrier of rocks they were joyously welcomed what have you brought asked the populace in a little while we shall be starving we shall not starve said the king i have brought wisdom from the palace of the eagles from the fate and sufferings of others i have learned a lesson my duty at once he set to work to organize the proper distribution of the food supply and the cultivation of the land he wasted no more time on foolish pleasures and in due course the land east of the rising sun enjoyed happiness and prosperity and even established fruitful colonies in the plain overlooked by the palace of the eagles End of chapter one